to talk this morning, we're following on in our series about what the cross has done for us, what Jesus did for us when he died on the cross and rose again. And that's an awesome truth of what actually um, Easter is all about. And so that's what we're preaching on for the next six or seven weeks and we're two into it. So this today is that we are set free from the devil. We are set free from the devil. Now that's something to get excited about. We're set free from the devil. We're set free from evil. We're delivered. As the word saved actually is sozo in the Greek, and it means deliverance, delivered from evil, delivered from everything that the enemy could have brought up, sickness, poverty, lack, all those things. So we're set free. So we're set free from the devil and everything he thought up. And our First John 3, 8, which is what I've got up there, says, For this purpose the Son of God, that's Jesus, was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's what it says in the Bible. It says that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's why Jesus came, to destroy the devil's work. Now you think God is good. That's what you actually, from the, from the start, you have to get that truth, that God is good and the devil is bad. God is good the devil is bad. Now, sometimes that gets a bit muddled up. Society might tell you that. Religion might tell you something different. That, oh, well, God's trying to teach you a lesson. So these bad things are God trying to teach you a lesson. God will work through all things. He will work things in us and work his purpose out in us. He won't let anything to go to waste. But some stinky, yucky disease or lack or family breakup or relations breakdown or just feeling depressed all the time or darkness being on you all the time, that sounds like the stinky devil to me. When things come into your world that are thieving from you, there is loss, there is death, all those things, you can be sure that behind it there is the devil because he's the one that brought all those things into the world. And, and we've got to understand the devil is bad and God is good and his love endures forever. We sang it this morning. He is good. He is good. Turn to somebody and say, God is good. And on the other side, he's good all the time. There's even a song for it. Yeah. Hebrews 3, 14 and verse 15. Here we go. Oh, there it is. That through his death, Jesus' death, he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. And release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. When Jesus died on the cross, he set us free from bondage. He set us free from the things that would bind us up. Because the devil's plan is to bind us up. His plan is to pull us down. His plan is to weigh us and entangle us with the things that he knows are going to keep us from running the life and living the life that God created us to be. So his, what his plan is, the devil's plan, is to bind us up in bondage and guilt and sin and the things that we know that we really shouldn't be doing, but we keep on getting sucked back into them. And Jesus said that he has come to destroy him who had the power of death. We don't have to be afraid of death anymore. Death has lost its sting, the Bible says. That and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. We're not slaves anymore. We're not enslaved anymore by anything. Jesus set us free. The Bible says who the Son sets free is free indeed. You're free. When you accept what Jesus did on the cross for you, that he died for your sin, for your guilt, for your shame, for your pain, for your sickness, for your lack, for your poverty, for evil coming into your world, for past, for for curses that got put on your family, for generational sins, Jesus died for all of that. That's why the cross is so powerful. And sometimes we go through our lives and we don't understand that God is good 
and the devil is bad and we let bad stuff come and we don't fight it and we don't stand against it and we don't go, you know what, that doesn't look like God to me. We've been set free, but we've got to know how to live free. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Jesus, who went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. Jesus went about doing good. Doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. So you know what? You see it in the Bible? God is good. Jesus came to show us his goodness. You see that he never put sickness on people. He never cursed people. He never, you know, said, oh, you awful thing. You know, even when people were messing up, he said, come to me. Follow me. And I'll change the world. I'll change your life. I'll change the world through you. That's what he said. So we don't have to be bound up and stuff. We don't have to be enslaved by our past anymore. When we come to Jesus, he washes us clean. And when you mess up, you just come to him again and say, Lord, just forgive me. And I know I'm free in you. And just receive his freedom. Receive his freedom. And sometimes that's a daily thing. Lord, I just thank you that I'm free. Thank you that I'm free from that past. Thank you that I'm free from that addiction. Thank you that I'm free from that um, just habits. I am free. And you take hold of it, and it's a gift of God, and you take hold of it. Thank you that I'm free from that negative thought patterns. Thank you that I'm free from lack. Thank you that I don't have to be in lack anymore. Yeah? And you got to grab hold of it because you know what? The devil's trying to nick it off you. Now, as I say often, I say it's like God's given us all these gifts under a Christmas tree. Now, if you had a a thief coming to steal your gifts under your Christmas tree, would you just sit back there and go, oh, whatever? You know, I didn't want them anyway. Oh, you know, they don't really belong to me. No, you'd come and say, excuse me, you know, out. You wouldn't just stand there and do nothing. You'd be calling the cops and, you know, you'd be doing something about it. But too often when it comes to the gifts that God has given us of freedom and life and liberty, we let it be stolen by the circumstances of life. We let it be stolen by the lies of the enemy. (laughs) I'll just take that as preach it. (laughs) Yeah? And we let it be stolen from us. We have been set free from the works of the devil through the work of the cross. He died on the cross and Jesus rose again and he defeated the devil and publicly displayed this fact to every demon in the realms of darkness. There's a pretty cool scripture (laughs) that Jesus actually um, shared with with us in Matthew twelve twenty nine. I don't know if I put that one up. No, I haven't. But anyway, I have to keep up with PowerPoints. Matthew twelve twenty nine. Jesus actually shared a, pre, a principle with us of how Jesus releases us, and it says, "Or again, how can anyone enter a strong man's house and carry off his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man, and then he can rob his house?" When Jesus died. And on the cross, he went up to the presence of the Father in heaven. And then he went down. Are you wonder, ever wonder what Jesus was doing for three days? Why didn't he just rise again on the same day that he died? Do you know what he was doing for three days? It says that he went down into the regions of hell where he entered into conflict with the devil. That's where Jesus kicked the devil's butt. He went down and, and he preached at the demons. He preached at them. You are defeated. You can no longer bring, bring accusations against my children. You are defeated, foe, and I have taken back the keys of authority. I have taken back life and death from you. You have no more control. And he preached to that demons for three whole days, and he kicked that lousy devil's butt. 
You know what? Come on now. That's a good preaching. Come on. He, for three days, he did that. That's what he was doing. He was preaching. He was, he was battling the, the devil and said, you have no authority anymore. It has been taken off you. And after he defeated the devil in a enormous battle on how he made a spectacle of him to the devil, to the demons and angels, and he paraded the devil, defeated in front of everybody. It's like there's a scripture, it talks about when, when somebody was defeated back in, in Roman times, they would, they would have their conquering army come through and they'd march through the town, they'd march through the city, and they would have their defeated um, soldiers and defeated enemy that they had won the battle against. They would have them all bound up and they would parade them through the town and all the city would see that they were the defeated ones. Well, that's what Jesus said. He said, I have defeated you. And he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in the cross. So we don't have to cower anymore. We don't have to be afraid anymore. Because that devil who comes and accuses you, who lies to you, who tries to put sickness on you, who tries to steal your money and your gifts and your family and your relationships and spews rubbish to you all the time, he is a defeated foe. And it's time we stood up on the inside and stood up physically and mentally and emotionally and spiritually, holy, and said, enough is enough. He is a thief, and he will come and steal your stuff if you let him, because he is a liar, and he's a liar from the beginning. That's what Jesus said. There is no truth in him. There is nothing good in him. The devil is bad. God is good. And so we have to understand that he is a defeated foe. He might look a little bit scary. Have you ever seen a demon? It's like they're not pretty, but they are defeated, and they must bow the knee to Jesus. And that as soon as you say the name of Jesus, they run. The Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee. Say that again. And when you resist the devil, he flee. He has to run. And, I, and some of you might even have seen demons ha- hanging around or you've seen like just a presence of evil. You've felt stuff. When you resist that in the name of Jesus, when you know Jesus, when you've asked him to be your Lord and Saviour and you've been washed clean, you have authority against that evil. You do not have to be afraid. You say the name of Jesus and you, and you have faith in that name and they must flee. You do not have to come under that anymore because Jesus bound the strong man and he plundered his house. He plundered his house and he announced to every demon that as soon as they hear the name Jesus uttered by, uh, spoken by us, when we believe that they must go, that they must bow the knee and obey. That's how you can get rid of them. That's how you get rid of them out of your life. That's how you get rid of stinking thinking. That's how you get rid of stuff that's happening in your home and you just know this is not good. You say, in the name of Jesus, out. Yeah? If you wake up in the middle of the night and you know you've been hassled out, who's anybody ever had that? You wake up in the middle of the night and you know there's something or not good happening around you and you say, in the name of Jesus, you go. Yeah, go. Because they have no authority anymore. Jesus disarmed him and he preached to him and as soon as you utter the name of Jesus, they have to go. The only place... And this is what we need to remember. The only place that the devil has any point to come into our lives and accuse us is through sin, through us doing things that aren't pleasing to God because it lets in stuff into our life and it lets the devil have an access hold. So when you want to walk in authority and you want to walk in knowing that you can stand against the devil, there's one thing you've got to watch out for and that's don't let stuff come into your life that you know isn't pleasing to God. 
Yeah, so if you know that you're messing around with stuff you shouldn't, get rid of it. Because that's why it's coming into your life. Because the devil knows that if he can tempt you, that he can get you doing stuff or looking at stuff or partaking of stuff that isn't pleasing to God. And we know. We know when we're doing stuff we shouldn't, don't we? Come on now. We know. It's like the Holy Spirit gives us a little scratchy bit on the inside and we know. And the only reason that is a temptation to you is because it's the enemy coming in and he's trying to pull you back of the purposes and plan that God has for your life. Because he knows that if you walk in authority and you're walking in faith and power, that you're unstoppable and you're scary to him. You're scary to him. He, he is not looking forward to you getting out of bed in the morning when you know who you are in God and you know the authority you have and you, know you don't have to be afraid of anything that is in your world. But the one thing he will try to do is bring sin in, bring things that are not pleasing to God in because then he gets an access point to, to accuse you, to make you feel unworthy, to make you question your salvation. He tries to get sickness in there. He tries to get temptation. And so you just go to your, ah, no. I resist you, get, go. So you've got to watch that. That's the only access point where the devil can come in is through sin anymore. He has no access other than that to us. You are set free from the devil. That's one thing he will try to do is come in and interrupt your communion and your relationship by God by bringing stuff in. He brings stuff in. He might bring a thought life in, you know. You know, you, can, you can't help the first look when you're looking at a girl or a guy. You go, oh, they're a bit of all right. You can't help the first look, but you can help the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth and the seventh. Come on now. Yeah, you can't help the first, but you can help not looking. You can help. And what happens when you look? You see what happens? Because then when you start to look and then you start to think and then you start to turn the TV on or the internet or read a book and all that comes in. You see how the devil works? It's a little temptation and it won't matter. Oh, she's nice. He's nice. Yeah? I'm not saying you can't appreciate what God has made, but there's a thought that comes with it. Come on. (laughs) You can look at your husband and wife all you like. (laughs) Okay, but that's how the enemy comes. He comes with just simple things. It's okay to have one piece of chocolate, but a whole block, two blocks, a whole pavlova to yourself. Yeah, then you're getting into, you know, just over, overdoing it. Just watch the little things. There's a verse in the Bible that says, watch the little foxes that come in and spoil the vine. It's talking about watch the little things that come into your life that the devil comes in to try and bind you up again because you've been set free. You've been washed clean. You are the righteousness of God. You are worthy and clean before him. Right now, when you come to Jesus and you say, forgive me of my sin, he washes you clean from the top of your head to the soles of your feet, inside out, you're whiter than snow on the inside. But then you just got to watch the little things. They're like little foxes that come in and dig away at the vine of a grapevine and dig it up so it doesn't bear any fruit. And that's what you got to watch. Watch the little stuff that comes into your life because it always starts little. Somebody doesn't start over here and then suddenly commit adultery. Somebody start over here and then suddenly become a drug addict or, you know, or a whatever. They don't start and just take this little step. It's a little, little bit 
little bit, little bit, little bit, and all of a sudden they're way over here where they never dreamed they would be. It's the little things. So watch the little things because the devil, he is a sneak and he's a liar and he'll get in like that. So you've got to watch out for the little things because that's the only way he can come and undermine your freedom in Christ because you're set free. If the sun sets free, is free indeed. He is dealt with every sin, every, every weapon formed against you will not prosper. You know, that's a verse in the Bible. Every weapon formed against you will not prosper. Do you notice it says every weapon formed? That means there is weapons formed against you. Now we think, oh, I know, I'll just go through life. I'm, I know Jesus now, everything should be all right. Mm-mm. Now, it says every weapon formed against you will not prosper. So understand that there's weapons that are going to be formed against you. They're going to come and come in on your family life, come in on your finances, come in on your health, come on in on your future, come in on your plans, but every weapon formed against you will not prosper in Jesus because you have been set free from what the devil can try to do. But you've got to watch out and don't let him into your life. Have you noticed that your strife is, you know, sometimes I go, you know, when we're youth pastors, the kids bless them. They, they were teenage boys and they're rat bags, some of them. And, uh, and Philip, they'd be, just Philip would be trying to share with them and he would just turn to them. They're messing up. And he says, you know, right now you're being tools of Satan. They were very offended. And he says, no, you are. You're being tools of Satan because what I'm trying to do is share with you what God has laid on my heart for you tonight. And all you're doing is messing around and whistling at the girls and just being wallies. Yeah. And they go, oh, and they realise that our behaviour and the little things we do can just, you know, get us over here missing out what God wants to do. So don't be a tool of Satan. Don't be a tool. <laughs> yeah, just watch. And in your house, now kids that are in here, teenagers, children, <laughs> in your household, husbands, wives, everybody pretty much, don't be a tool of Satan. When you're in a puppy mood... And you just want to lash out to somebody. You've got up on the wrong side of the bed and you've looked yourself in the mirror and gave yourself a fright. You know? Your hair's sticking up. <laughs> you know, just don't be a tool of enemy where he brings in strife into your home. Because the Bible says where there is strife, there is every evil work. Where there is strife, where there is unrest, where there is upset, where there is lack of peace, that's where the devil works. So don't be part of the devil's plan to mess your home up. If you're having a bad day, just go and... Go outside and just cool off. Because where he will work is where he'll get arguments and dissensions going. Where you'll just want to mouth off, blah, blah, I'm having a bad day and throw a wobbly. Just stop. Because God works in peace and the devil works in strife. Don't let him into your home. You see it coming and go, hang on a minute. Just breathe and go, I'm not going to be a tool of Satan. Because we all can be. When we're having little patty on a Monday morning and you can't find things or you're just grumpy or, you know, you've had too much to eat or had too much to drink and you're not feeling great. I can't do that. I'm a two sips and, you know. <laughs> but if you've, if you've done things you know you shouldn't and you wake up and you're feeling crappy the next day, don't be a tool of Satan and let him get in and just cause strife in your home. We've been set free from the devil, but he tries to get in and spoil things. He'll spoil things. And you've got to see, recognize where he's coming from and recognize what he's up to. You know, Jesus said that the power of death, sickness, and sin was removed from the devil. He has no power. It's no longer over us unless we let him. The only access point is the doorway we leave open to him 
if we get into stuff we shouldn't. You understand that? We've been set free, but we've got to know how to walk in our freedom. Don't be sucked in by the liar that he is. So how do we live free? Jesus gives us his name. He knew that when he first became part of his family, we're just little spiritual babies. And so he gives us a weapon that we can use instantly that will stop every demon in hell in their tracks. And it's the name of Jesus. When you first come to him, he gives you his name. You may not know how to stand up or down demons. You know how have to bind and loosing. You don't know how to do a lot of things. You don't know lots of the word to be able to beat the devil around the head with and stand and claim God's promises. But what you can use from the very moment you ask Jesus into your life is he has given you his name. He's given you his name. And he says you can use it. And it's faith in the name of Jesus. Now I've got muddled up with my PowerPoints. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> Maybe I do need somebody up the back. Your faith in the name of Jesus. So you can have faith in the name of Jesus. And I, I have actually never seen this verse before. But uh, you read it in, in 1 John 3.23. This is what Jesus says to do. He says, we're commanded to believe in the name of Jesus and love one another. Believe in the name of Jesus and love one another. That's all right, Sister Fan. So how do we, when we first come to Jesus and we don't know much, and we don't know much of the word, you know what you can do? You just use the name of Jesus. You just use the name of Jesus. You say, that's, and you just, in the name of Jesus, everything has to bow. In the name of Jesus, everything in heaven, everything on earth, and everything under the earth has to bow the knee. So when you don't know much, all you've got to do is say, in the name of Jesus, I come against that sickness. In the name of Jesus, I just come against that presence I feel. In the name of Jesus, I come against strife in my home. You know, my mum, when she first became a nurse, she was like doing a nursing training. She was 18 years old and she got, on, she got put on the mental illness ward. And she's this tiny little thing, and she, and she didn't know much about God either. But what she did know is the power in the name of Jesus, that she could use it. When she needed help, she'd go in the name of Jesus. Sometimes all she, you can get out is Jesus. And so she had this guy, he was off his trolley, he was totally naked and he was massive. And he was coming at her and had her in a corner and he was intent on doing harm with her. He was possessed. He was mentally ill, but he had a demon. And so what she did, she got in the corner and then she remembered her pastor saying, if you ever get in trouble, just call on the name of Jesus and you'll be right. She's like, I've got to give this a go then. I'm caught in the corner. This naked man's running at her, which would be scary enough when you're you know, 18. And, and she just said, in the name of Jesus. You know what he did? He stopped in his track and hit the deck. Bang, on the floor. In the name of Jesus, everything must bow the knee. You know, he had a demonic force that was controlling his behaviour and he wasn't in control of his own senses or, or, or faculties. But she just called out in the name of Jesus and that demon went bang and hit the deck. So even if you know nothing and even if you take nothing away from this morning, take this, in the name of Jesus, everything on heaven, on earth and under the earth must bow the name to the name of Jesus. And that's if you have believe in the name of Jesus and have faith in his name, that you will be all right. And that's what it says, believe in his name and love one another. And most people get to love one another, but they don't know the power in the name of Jesus, that everything must bow its knee. Sickness must bow the knee. 
When you know who the name of Jesus means, He has given us His name. When He preached down in the pit of hell and He preached and He said, whenever my name is heard by any of you lot, whenever the name of Jesus is added by anybody who has faith in my name, you must go. You must bow the knee. That's what He preached to the demons. That's what He preached to the devil. Whenever you hear my name, you must bow the knee. Whenever you hear my name. And you know what? There is a lot of stuff that devil brings in and operates in our world. Now, some places you may have seen that and some of you might not. But all the stinky stuff that happens around the world, all the fear or the violence or the drug abuse or the alcoholism or the family breakdowns, you can, you can bank money on it that the root cause of it is back there in the spirit where the devil's causing trouble. And he must bow the knee to the name of Jesus. Where there is depression, where there is mental illness, where there is sickness, where there is lack, where there is poverty, where there is alcoholism, where there is drug abuse, you can guarantee that it comes from the devil. Because God is good. He blesses us. He gives us wealth. He gives us freedom. He gives us health. He gives us relationships that are whole. He gives us security. He gives us peace and joy and life and wholeness. God is good. So where you see stuff that isn't right, know that the root cause is that stinky devil. But he is defeated and he must bow the knee to the name of Jesus. So all God says for us to do is put faith in my name. Because I preach to those demons and I preach to the devil who is the root of all cause of trouble. And when you preach and when you say in the name of Jesus and you believe it, stuff happens. Stuff happens. They have to hit the deck. And we've got to just believe it and act it out. Amen? Amen. Faith in the name of Jesus. And, and how do you use that name? I don't want to turn to Acts chapter 3. If you've got your Bibles, it's Acts 3. This is Peter and John. They are walking along. They are on the way to church. And uh, they came across a, a lame man. He'd never walked in all his life. And he was begging. And uh, he'd been lame from his mother's womb, so all his life. And he was carried to where he would be put during the day, and he would sit there begging all day. So Acts chapter 3, now Peter and John, verse 1, went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask for alms. He was asking for money, that those who entered the temple... And who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked for them money for them also. And fixing his eyes on them with John and Peter, he said, look at us. So the, the layman gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So leaping up, he stood and walked and entered the temple with him, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew it was he who had begged at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement. All they did was say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. They disbelieved in the name. They disbelieved when they spoke that name that things would happen. And what God wants us to get to that. Where when we speak the name of Jesus, that we know things will happen. Because that's where the power is. It's in his name. We don't just, you know, and you know what? The church has been very good at taking out in Jesus' name. When people pray, they say, in Christ's name. Well, 
Christ means anointed. It's a great name, but it's not Jesus. We actually just say in Jesus' name. In Jesus Christ's name, you can say, but the name of Jesus. You know, people often don't have a problem with church. Uh, well, you know, God, you can talk about God, but as soon as you name, uh, name the name of Jesus, then you might see people have a problem. You can say, oh, do you believe in God? Oh, yes, I know there's a God here. Now, talk about Jesus, and that's a different name because there's power in that name, and it upsets them because they know that it's not just, you know, God out there, but Jesus. They know about Jesus. And if they don't know, they just the name of Jesus goes, well, you know, he's the one I curse all the time. You know? So the, the devil's made a good thing of making the name of Jesus something you just say when you hit your thumb with a nail. There's power in the name, but it's only powerful when you use it and you believe in the name. John 14, 12, 14 says, oops, oh, turned off, that's right. Ask anything in my name and I will do it. Ask anything in my name and I will do it. Ask anything in my name and I will do it. Did you get that? John 14, verse 12 to 14, says, When you pray, ask anything in my name and I will do it. But you've got to believe in the name. You've got to believe and have faith that Jesus is the one who is able to do it. Amen? So how do we build faith in that name? Or if you turn with me to John chapter 8, verse 31. John 8, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. There's not a situation, a sickness, a demon, a lack which will not respond to the name of Jesus. And Jesus knew that. So he said to those who believe in him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So if you abide in me, if you abide in me and in my word, you are my disciples and you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. If you want to build your faith in the name of Jesus, if you want to walk set free, if you want to live how God made you to live, abide in him. Let his words abide in you because that's how you build your faith in the name of Jesus. Otherwise, it's just another name. If you want to know the power that is in the name of Jesus and walk in that authority where demons see you coming and run, they see you coming and run, then you've got to know and put faith in that name. And the way we do that, the way we build our faith is abide in me and let your word abide in me. Because when you've got Jesus' word in you, it's like you, you know that it's true. You just keep on putting God's word in you. You keep on putting God's word in you. And you just keep on putting it in. And then your faith builds. If you abide in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. If you're not sure about things, if you're not sure about the power that you have, if you've got stuff in your world that's happening that's not great, put God's word in. If you abide in my word, it will set you free. And the truth will set you free. Put the word in concerning the name of Jesus, who he is, and him, the authority of heaven. Meditate on it. You know, meditate is okay. Meditate is actually a Bible thing. It means to look at God's word and to mutter over it. The devil's just stolen it and had everybody else doing it, but they'd meditate on emptiness and space and whatever, you know. But meditation is actually in the Bible. It means to mutter over God's word. So get it out. And if you're struggling with, with lack, you say, thank you, Lord, that you meet all my needs according to your riches and glory. If you're struggling with sickness, say, thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I am healed. In the name of Jesus, I am healed. 
Just get out God's Word and meditate on it and get it into your heart because that's what God says when you want to build your faith in the name, then build your faith in His Word. If you abide in my Word, it will set you free. If you're not free this morning in areas of your life, this is all you've got to do. Abide in my Word and it will set you free. That's why we read it. And that's why it's such a struggle sometimes to pick it up. If the devil can keep you busy, can keep you preoccupied, can keep you distracted from reading this, he will. Because he knows that if it abides in you and you get that word in you, it's going to set you free. You're going to walk in freedom. You're going to take hold of all that Jesus has done for you and you're going to run. So he will try to distract you. The devil will try to distract you. He'll try to get things in you. A good movie will be on on TV. There'll be something amazing happening around the place and you just don't get to it. And you don't get to it another day. And you don't get to it another day. Because the devil knows if he can keep you distracted and off reading God's word, then you will not have the truth in you. And that's what sets us free. Because it's Jesus' words in us that sets us free. It's Jesus' words in us that gives us faith in his name that in everything must tremble. Everything must bow the name. And if you get distracted and don't get to read this word, then you don't have the truth in you and then you can't stay free. You don't know that you're free. You don't know that you don't have to be sick. You don't know that God is good. You don't know that you don't have to have lack. You don't know that your relationships don't have to be like that. You don't know what the blessings are. That you'll be blessed as you come in and blessed as you go out. That everything you put your hand to is blessed. You know, all you know about is the curses, that I don't have enough, that my family's a bit crazy, that I'm sick all the time, that I have headaches, that my work is is getting me down, that I feel depressed because you don't know the truth because the truth is in here and you haven't got it in here and here and so you can't walk free. Jesus has done everything on the cross of Calvary for us over 2,000 years ago. And all he says for us to do is abide in my word and you are my disciples. You are my followers and the truth will set you free. And if you don't have a Bible, come and see me because I've got some here today. And you can download it on your, on your phone so you've got it with you all the time because that is our sword. That is our weapon. If we've got that, we are unstoppable. You understand? You're getting this this morning. If you abide in my word and it gets in you and you know who I am, then you won't be afraid to use my name anymore. In the name of Jesus. You know, the world is crying out for answers. They don't know how to treat mental illness. They'll give you a pill and it might help. They don't know how to handle the drug abuse and the stuff you see up and down the streets. They're trying desperately. And Jesus has it all here. And what are we doing? We're watching that light late night TV and getting distracted by things. We've got the answers. We're just too lazy sometimes to use it. And we're too lazy to get it in there. And I know because I've been set three of things. You know, my past was not great. But I recognise when I read God's word and got hold of it that Jesus has set me free and I'm free indeed. And so I just kept on putting God's word in. If I don't put God's word in, I come across, I get anxious, I get weighed down, I get busy, I get running around and the devil, he just goes bang, 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 bang. Because if he can bring me down, he brings a whole lot of other people down too. So i got to make sure that I constantly are filled with the word. And if I'm having a hard work, then I just put more in. You've got to keep the word up. You've got to be up here so that when you speak, it's an overflow. So the first thing you don't think when you get your washing machine or your car breaks down, it's, oh, no, how am I going to pay that bill? 
You're not going to go there because you've got so much of God's word in you that the tr- and that truth that sets us free. You say, thank you, Lord, that you meet my need. I just give and know that you're going to give back to me. I know you're going to meet my need right now in the name of Jesus. That should be the first thing that comes to our mind, not, oh, no. When you wake up and you've got a runny nose or a cough, the first shouldn't be thing shouldn't be, oh, no, I'm going to be sick as a dog for 10 days. Oh, I feel terrible. If you've got God's word on you that sets us free and it's truth, then the first thing that comes up is, I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Thank you that you are the Lord who heals me. I resist this attack in the name of Jesus. Come on now. This is everyday Christianity. This is how we walk the walk. This is how we stay free. And this is how we kick that sucker's butt. Yeah? When we have strife in our family and our relationships, we just speak peace. The first thing that comes up is, thank you, Jesus, you're my peace. When I walk into a situation, when I walk into a room, I carry your blessing and your peace. And I just bless those people. And when we've got the word in us that sets us free, then that's the first thing that comes up. So... A little test and a little accountability test for each of us is what comes up first. What's coming out of here first? Because often it's stinky. Often it's not God's word, it's everything. And we can pray and we can worship and we get people to pray for us. But if the first thing that's coming up is doubt and unbelief and sickness and lack and fear, then we don't have enough of this in here and in here. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples, and the truth shall set you free. You've got to get it in there. You've got to get it in there. And then you've got to meditate and think upon it, mutter on it, have it at little cards. If you're battling with something, write it down on a little card, stick it in your pocket, and as soon as that thought comes of, oh, I'm, I'm sick, or, oh, I'm so worried, I'm so worried about this, pull that out, that verse that you've written down, because that is your sword, that sticks it to the devil and, you, and it sticks it to your stinky thinking too and you say it over yourself. Now, if we've had times in our life where we did not know when the next dollar was coming from. We weren't sure how we were going to have food on the table but we just walked this out. You know, I come from a family that went bankrupt twice. So growing up, I was a little bit worried about money. So when God says, I want you to live by faith and step out, I'm like, yeah, great God. So he says, no, no, you've got to get my word in you so that you can trust me that I will provide for every need. And so I had to walk and I had to walk it and I had to talk it. Because it's okay to pray, 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 but then if the first thing you think and the first thing you say is lack and fear and poverty, then that's what you're going to get stuck with. So you've got to walk it and you've got to talk it. If you're battling with a particular situation, what you do is you write it down and then you speak that out. Speak it into your situation. If you wake up and you feel down and you feel depressed and you feel like you're all confused, you get the scripture that talks about that he gives us power, love, and a sound mind. So you get that out and you say, thank you, Jesus, that I have your love. Thank you, Jesus, that I have your power. Thank you, Lord, that I have a sound mind today, that I clearly think today, that I know what to do. You know, the amount of times you say, I don't know what to do. Who does that? I just don't know what to do. Well, Jesus says you do know what to do because you have the mind of Christ. You do know what to do because you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. You've got us just to tap into the power that's inside of you. See how you live it? That's how you live free. It's by getting his word on you and getting it so it's up here. So we just spout in scripture, left, right and centre. Now, you don't have to be Bible bashing everybody, but I tell you what, it makes a difference. That's how we live free because the alternative is that we're down here talking lack and sickness and everybody else. You know, winter's coming. 
You know what you're going to hear? Oh, it's a bad flu. You better get your shots. Oh, dear. The kids, you know, you better make sure they're all right and have they taken their vitamins. Are you hearing it already? What does Jesus say? He says, those who shelter under the Most High God, they, we can call him as refuge and our shelter, our God in whom I cr- we trust, that even though a 1,000 may fall at one side and 10,000 and our left, that it will not come here, near us, that a pestilence might stalk at noonday, yeah, that sickness might be all around us, but it will not come near our dwelling place. You know, I know where that is, Psalm 91. Psalm 91. I've got one of our kids who every time somebody got sick at school, she'd go into a panic attack. We've got a, we've got a quoting the whole psalm. She says, Mum, I know whole Psalm 91 now. And she can quote it. And I tell you what, she's different. And if she starts to get a little bit worried, so go back and read that psalm and speak it. And it calms her down and she doesn't get afraid. But if you start to hear, oh, you know, the sick, oh, the flu's coming around, just zip it until you're full of God's word. Because you don't have to be sick and we don't have to have the flu and we don't have to come under all that because Jesus bore it for us. Are you getting this this morning? This is living it. This is walking it out. Don't buy the lies of the devil. You know, facts are neither truth nor lies. You see, the facts are simply temporary conditions. You might be dealing with a fact this morning, but it's temporary condition because what Jesus says is the truth. The devil lies 24 hours a day. He's a 24-7 liar. And the lies are the weapons of, that he uses to threaten and intimidate us. Is what he tries to use to lock and people, people up and their sickness, their sorrow and lack. And it's the very things that Jesus set us free from. So when we encounter things, we're going to grab hold of this and use it. The Bible actually calls it your sword. Everybody, anybody ever done sword fighting or fencing or anything? You've seen them, though, haven't you? Well, this here is your sword. Use it because that's how we stay free. That's how we live free. That's how we kick the devil's butt. And he needs some kicking. He does. And we have been called to walk out the victory in every area of life, on our streets, in our home life, in our families, in our schools, in our universities, in our workplaces. We have actually been called to be ambassadors of Jesus, that we walk out the victory that Jesus bought for us. So our job now is to take hold of all that Jesus has done for us, get the word so big in us that when we walk into a situation and work, that we know what to do because we have the mind of Christ and ideas and problem-solving things will just come to us that we know what to do, but we won't know what to do unless we get the word in us. So this week, you have an assignment. Top up on what the truth is because it sets us free and then it's going to set somebody else free in your world. And that's something to get excited about because we have the answers. You have the answers to your family situations. You have the answers to your workplace. You have the answers to your kids having a meltdown. You have the answers. You just got to get the word in you and it'll set you free. Meditate on it. Speak it. And the devil has to go. And don't believe his lies. If something happens as you walk out the door and you're like, ugh, uh -uh." I resist you in the name of Jesus. That heaven and earth and under the earth has to listen to that name. And as you get more word on you, you'll know how powerful it is. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you that you're such a mighty God. I thank you that your name 
is above all other names. And I just pray right now over everybody that's here. I pray freedom in the name of Jesus. Where there is lack, I pray that you would bring plenty. Where there is sickness, I pray in the name of Jesus, health. Where there is depression, I pray peace and rest in the name of Jesus. Where there has been anxiety, I pray peace. Where there is sickness, I pray complete restoration. Where there is needed jobs, I pray that you would bring abundance of work. In Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, that in your name and the power in your name as we abide in your word, Lord, that we can do all things. In Jesus' name, amen.